Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. G'day guys, before we get stuck into episode 155, I just wanted to let you guys know that I was recording this episode from my car and around about halfway through, it just cuts out for 10 to 15 seconds. So I do again want to apologize for that, but make sure you listen through to this episode right to the very end because Kyle has an amazing, amazing story. And it really does show that if you're going through any shit right now, doesn't matter how bad it is, you can really come through on the other side and make something of it. So enjoy this episode guys, and I'll speak to you again soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of the I Am Me podcast. And in today's episode, we're doing some pretty crazy stuff at the moment because we've got lots of things happening. We've got TikTok Live happening. We've also got Zoom happening, and we're recording a podcast. And I've got the great man, Kyle, here with me, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Mate, I am really, really good. And I firstly just want to say thank you so much for taking your time today to have the chat and also bearing with me with all the bloody craziness we've just had at the start here. No, not a problem at all, man. It's all part of it. <laughs> no problem. Look, mate, I'll just, for a bit of background for our audience, before we get into a bit about yourself, I just wanted to let people know sort of how it came across yourself. And as you guys are aware, I've done a few um, podcast episodes via TikTok and I have shifted across over to TikTok. And yeah, I stumbled. You're just one of your videos just popped through my for you page, mate. And um, you know, I can't exactly remember which one it was, you know, because I've looked through so many of you, so much of your content ever since I saw it a couple of weeks ago. And mate, I was just so drawn to not only your personal story, which we'll get through as well, but the way you present yourself, the way you hold yourself, the way you carry, the way you communicate. Um, I can very much tell that you're an empath and you've been through so much and you just, and you're really at what I would see as the precipice, the starting journey of some really great things. And I can just resonate with a lot of that. And I really just would love our audience to listen to your story and um, learn a little bit more about yourself. But if we're going to do a quick little elevator pitch, you know, one minute, just a bit of a summary before we go in a bit detail, but who are you, where you're from, etc what is it yeah. that you do um so i was born in sydney as a kid um and i moved to the south coast at a pretty young age about seven years old um so i grew up in a you know pretty rural sort of area it was pretty chill sort of thing which is kind of what i needed um but like so do you want me to get into my condition before like at the start of this and everything or because yeah i just i think it's important to people so people know initially yeah. you don't have to go into much detail yet but just explain about that yep. yeah well just say um my parents noticed something a little bit funny about about uh about four years old i was kind of tripping over a bit and stuff and then they kept taking me to the doctors the doctors like oh he'll grow out of it he's just bumble-footed blah 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 anyway month, like months and years and testing and stuff and they couldn't figure anything wrong with me eventually they came to a like kind of blanket term and then from there on in um life changed pretty much growing up um because they said it was just going to get bad over time real bad so pretty much um 
I still try to do absolutely everything in my life, no matter what. Like growing up, I played soccer. I uh, went in the athletics carnivals. I did swimming carnivals. I did all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, as I got older, it got worse, but I didn't let it stop me. So I just kept doing everything. I did everything everyone else always did. Um, as I got older, I got interested in technology. So I started getting computer, getting into computers and, um, and then kind of got a little bit older from that, got into cars. Um, and then as far as like, um, let's say, um, passion for work and stuff, I kind of got into sales because I figured it was something I could do that I wouldn't need any sort of mobility if anything sort of happened in the future. So I went into all of that and, um, long story short, I've had a few businesses, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of meant to be dead, but I'm not. So <laughs> I'm, um, just out here trying to do what I can. It's crazy, man, honestly. And, and thank you for sharing all that, but that what you, I think, and that's something, man, I really did pick up with because obviously with what I do and with my line of work, I listen to a lot about, I don't really much listen to what people say, but how they say it. Right. And that's such been the yeah, biggest yeah. focus for me and the way you communicate through your videos and expressions, super humble, you know, super like apologetic, but in all other right ways. And just, you know, the fact that what you said there, just like, I should be dead, but I'm not. And now here I'm making an impact. That's awesome. That's really awesome, man. And, and, I, you know, we're going to get into a bit more detail about that, but also I, f I completely forgot his name, but I don't know if you know of the motivational Australian speaker that has no arms and no legs. Do you know that guy? I don't talk about. I, no, I don't actually know. And I, I'm telling you that that's one person he's a bit older. Like it's, um, uh, let's probably say five, six years ago when he was really mainstream, I'll send you some more information yeah. about him because you could really like, do something extremely similar in the sense, but I know yeah, that you're moving yeah. into the bodybuilding and the health and fitness side of things. So like putting your own little swing on it, it, it awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, mate, sure. so I guess, you know, you've, you've gone through that, right? So take us back to when things really did start to, you know, you started to notice these things, as you said, your parents started to notice these things. And, and when, once you really began to realize, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. How did you process it? How did you go? Because obviously you would have been young, as you said, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I was about five years old, uh, maybe five and a half when I was diagnosed. And um, I can like vividly remember conversations with like the professor and my parents. And like my parents were like, can't you just like break his legs and reset them? And just, you know, you know, can't we do anything right now if it's got to be extremely drastic, you know, to stop it? And then they're pretty much just like, we don't know what's going to happen and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And I, in my head, I'm like, like I'm a five-year-old kid. So I'm thinking, uh, all right, what's going to happen to me? I don't know. So I'm just going to live my life as best I can. So I didn't, I didn't let that like rock me in a sense until I actually got older. So as a kid, I lived my absolute like as normal as normal can be life. I used to ride push bikes and, you know, um, pretty, pretty much I, I, I would not take no for an answer for anything. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't really, uh, I'm going to say hard to process. It was kind of, I just took it on and went, I'm going to get bad as I get older, but that's not now. So, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's crazy. Man. That, 
how, where do you think that came from? Is that someone from like a, from mom, dad, where do you reckon you found that from? Cause so many people even today fully fit and healthy. Don't even have that kind of attribute. Well, my dad, um, he used to always tell me even like, I, I was actually like driving bobcats and stuff when I was five, like helping him build stuff and everything. And he'd always say, I'd like, dad, I can't. He'd be like, there's no such word as can't every single time. There's no such word as can't. There's no such word as can't. And eventually I was like, all right, I guess there isn't. <laughs> so he was like, there's no excuse. Like, just, you can do it. You can do it no matter what you do. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. And it's just, it's important though for you. And this is for listeners as well. Like, cause we all, we all probably would have had people along our life or our journeys that have people that have said some positive things, things that could definitely impact us, but then it's our choice whether we retain that information and then act upon it or, and then accept it or choose to not accept it and go down the other path. But I guess that does mm-hmm. sort of lead me into, as we sort of do fast forward a little bit, because I have seen your body weight transformation. So I'm guessing yeah. really after you went through schooling and, you know, when that, especially like a lot of people do that, they stop playing sport, they stop doing uh, being yeah. physical and all that kind of stuff. And they do start to put on weight when they go into normal life. So see, you did put yeah. on weight. Do you want to explain about like yeah. how you started to get in that bad position first? Um, so let's say I was about 13, 14, and what happened first was my left leg, pretty much my foot completely rolled over and I was walking pretty much on the side of my foot. So like it had rolled that far and I never wore like orthotics back then because it just didn't seem like, I don't know, for some reason, nobody thought it was a viable option for me. So I was wearing, wearing nothing up until 13, 14. So that's a whole thing in itself. But when my foot rolled over, um, I had about a one and a half year recovery on that where I didn't really do much movement just as I was trying to get back into walking again. Um, then I finally got walking, got back into school, everything. I'd probably put on a little bit of weight at that stage. Um, I knew nothing about calories, nutrition, or just food with food to me, you know, and I didn't even understand the concept of energy of food. You know, I didn't know what you eat, you know, how you get fat. I just thought do sit-ups, this, that, whatever, you know, I had no idea, no clue. So as time went on, you know, I finished school, got my license. Want to have my license and I wasn't at school anymore. I wasn't really walking anywhere, you know. You drive to where you need to go and I was into gaming a lot. So I was playing with like playing games with my friends all the time, drive their game, eat food, lots of food, so on and so forth. And um, over the years, without, you know, looking at food as any sort of anything, I just ate whatever I wanted over time and not being active, I just slammed the weight on. And um, there was the one thing I was told not to do by the doctors, very important, I didn't put weight on. But because I never understood the, um, like the concept of it, and I really just wasn't interested in learning, I didn't focus on it. And I just gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, every year until, (laughs) yeah, uh, I'm gonna say three, it's about three years ago now, that it finally snapped and I changed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Only three years mm. ago. And I guess as well, like, you know, with those issues that you had with, especially with your low, lower, lower half of your body, all that extra weight, I'm sure that couldn't have been good. That was the one thing, like the one thing in the end where it was like, I'm getting up every day and I'm so sore and um, like any small injury would be a massive injury because putting that amount of weight on anything was like bad. 
I was almost immobile. It got to that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what was the turnaround point then? Like, is it that the fact that you, you know, there's a good chance you may not actually walk even more so? Um, yeah, that, that was it. Like to, to be fair, like I just, I can go back, I go back a few years before that. Um, I kind of, I, I, I think I was about 26 and I had my own mechanic shop that I started with two friends and it was booming. We were doing great. Right. But me and one of the dudes in, that went into business together, didn't really get along that great. And he was like treating me like something you would never believe. So every day I was just so stressed about it and everything. And eventually it all fell apart and I had to leave the business. When I left, I fell apart everywhere because I thought I, I developed the whole business plan. Everything on paper was all me. And then I lost it. So I pretty much just was depressed and partied for like two years, just two years relentlessly. Um, I didn't care whether I lived or died. I didn't care what happened to me. Um, and then after I was done with that, I pretty much was just at my heaviest in the worst possible state. And I'm like, if you don't turn this around here, this is the end for you. And if, did you want to, you know, do you want this to be the end? And so I sort of said, no, I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to get this started. And that that's, was crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Like you, you look at two, those two major life things that have happened to you. So as I said, obviously, you know, from five years old, learning about your health issues and yeah. having that choice of like, you could either accept the narrative that's been put towards you. You know, you could label yourself as that person. So, you know, I'm just going to be disabled for the rest of my life. And then, you know, yeah. yes, then the same thing happens again where some life shit happens. You spiral out of control. It all happens to us. We all get our life curveballs and you do spiral mm -hmm. out of control, but then you have that same almost like you back when you were five years old. Well, this is the crossroads yeah. right now. Am I going to choose to have this narrative that I'm a depressed you know, person that's just going to be like, yep, I don't care if I live or die or I'm now going to rewrite it and then choose my narrative and take control of my life. But you've done it all over again. And I, I kudos to you, man. Cause I could, I sort of could see that from again, from your stories that you've been saying. And that's yeah. why I think your story is so powerful because you've got up, you've been kicked down, you've got back up again, you're probably going to get kicked down again and you're going to keep getting back up. And I love that. Yeah. So kudos to you, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, so like, obviously the, the next bit is like, all right, forward now, focusing forward. So yeah. now you want to get your shit in together. So now you want, you know, you need to start losing weight from that then moving forward did you seek out a coach did you seek out advice how did you start that um you know to the body weight you're at now um i didn't do that i'm quite like a avid learner on my own like i have to learn things on my own i'm really not good i'm not, I'm not obedient at all or anything like that i really really struggle listening to people um that's why a lot of the jobs i've worked as well also don't really work out i always kind of do my own thing because i just can't listen so in my head, I'm like, okay, this is the task. What do I do? And so I went straight away into the whole thing is like, I eat a lot. I'm going to eat a little bit less. So an example of that is if I went to McDonald's instead of getting a, which would be a normal order for me back when I was at this point, like a large Big Mac meal and like six nuggets. I'm going to keep working like this. I need to work out what's going on. So somebody suggested the keto diet to me 
And I was like, what's the keto diet? Oh, it's high fat and everything. I love all that sort of food. All right, that sounds great. And then, and then doing the keto diet meant I had to learn macros and calories. <laughs> so in hand, that worked really well. So I started the keto diet and the weight just started to peel off because um, I then worked out that my body was highly inflammatory to a lot of the foods I was currently eating. So that worked a treat for me and I tore off you know, another 10 kilos relatively quickly. And um, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, when I really started getting into it shortly after that, I started to get into the gym and I was starting to feel pretty good all around. So I was down to about, I think 70, 75 kilos at that point or something when I joined the gym. And um, yeah, it's all like, after that, I started just hurting myself in the gym, learning how to use the equipment. And um yeah, just it just keeps getting better and better from there, sort of thing. Yeah, so yes, yes, self-taught most of this, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's crazy. Again, just yeah. more <laughs> incentive, more initiative. But just to yeah. sort of backtrack a little bit, so this because it sounded like you did a few different jobs, startup businesses. So you're very entrepreneurial as well. Plus the way you put yourself and promote yourself on, on social media, like, and you did said you did a bit of sales. Where's that come yeah, from? Yeah. What's that? So where did that spark that, that ability to do those? Um, things? Well, my, um, my first ever job was literally shoveling horse shit out of my mom's paddock and bagging it and sticking it out the front because I could get $5 a bag. And when I realized, I'm like, hey, wow, this is easy money. Like if I had products and stuff I could sell, I could, I could sell things, you know, like this is great. And, um, you know, eventually mom got rid of the horse. So that kind of sucked. So I went on to, to cows after that because there was another big back paddock and kept doing that for ages. And that funded a bit of the um, stuff growing up. And then um, I was like, oh, that's not enough sort of money. so. I did knew I did know I wanted to sell things. So then I was like, oh, I was into technology at that point too. I'm like, well, I love computers. I wonder if I can sell computers. So I did work experience in school at a computer shop. I learned heaps of stuff there. And then I was always building my own computers when I'd buy all the parts and I build everything. And then I put up a little sign at the local shop putting will will like um build you a computer pretty much. And I'm in a small town, so it's you know, people that aren't really, you know, going out and buying computers. But, you know, I had people ringing me, old, old people generally, and they were going, hey, I really want to love a computer that can do this and this and this. So then I'm like, all right, well, I'd order all the parts, put my markup on it, and then go out, ride my push bike over there if I had to, and um, build them a computer, put everything together, and um, charge them a fee. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm making $10 extra on these parts. And like I, I didn't even have to pay for them. <laughs> so I just kept realizing that, you know, products were, were a really, you know, ideal thing is, is something everyone's always going to use and need. And I can do it no matter what happens to my body. So yeah, it kind of sparked from that. Yeah. Still just fascinating. Like, I really hope that listeners are really starting to pick up just the way how you've gone through your journey with life. And I, I, like I said, I always look up to people like yourself that have physical limitations because it really just makes you realize yourself, like, what the fuck is your excuse? Like, why yeah. do you yeah. think you can't do this? 
And so, and, yeah. but then as well, like the way that you just adapted your life and changed things and learned just to be able to continue to push forward and know as well, okay, well, yes, these are my limitations because we all have certain types of limitations, whether it be physically, mentally, you know, like socially, financially, whatever it is, but it's okay. These are the cards we've been dealt with. How do we change the situation? What information do we need to gather to change our situation and make things better for us? So, man, that's really, really awesome. The fact you were, and also the fact that it's like out of school what do i like i like computers okay cool who's this is the biggest thing i find with a lot of people when they're transitioning out of school or just in that point in their life where they're a little bit confused and not knowing what to do it's that simple what are some interests what are some things that you find enjoyable that that you can potentially make um some form of income from because at the end of the day like if you do a little bit of research you'll find like nearly every single field you can think of that some kind of a hobby someone's making money or have turned it into a career in that lifestyle so whatever that hobby is so yeah that's great that's my big big thing and you've done that you did that at an early age and i'll be the same for me as well i was able to do that and then as you progress you can tailor your lifestyle and you can create up other things as well because you're living your life and it may not be your end result like computers you know i'm sure that's not the end thing now for you so and it wasn't because then you went to the mechanic side of things so it's like well this is it right now i'll take my experiences that i've learned from it apply it to the next thing that comes along and continue to move forward but you're spending life on your terms enjoying life the way you want to enjoy it so then um you have more time to be able to think about other things as opposed to just working a job wake up oh i hate my life i hate this but i got to go back to sleep reset repeat all that kind of bullshit so man really really awesome i can't commend you enough for for the way you've gone about it so far um so i guess the next step is to sort of step back into the fitness side of things so how much weight did you lose in total and how long did that Uh, take it's about about 40 kilos total um but I don't have an exact number because I don't know how much muscle I've built. Um, I know yeah. I have built muscle, but I don't know. I'm going to guess it's about 40 kilos. Um, and it took took me two, two, let's just say two years long game, I'm going to say. But I think it was a bit shorter, but I'm going to say about two years. Yeah. Right. So you've two years, you've lost the 40 kilos. And obviously the way that I've seen in your content now, you know, you're moving now into the bodybuilding side of things. So that's what yeah. stirred that up. And then what's the end goal with that? So obviously we're in a building phase. You're trying to build as much muscle. Yeah, I just, I actually just started a cut like three days ago because I'm going on um, a trip in six weeks. Oh, yeah, so I didn't see bigger than now. But I, I was just bulking for a bit. And now, um, yeah, I'm just feeling a bit, <laughs> a bit swelly. And I don't like it. But um, I, what stirred the bodybuilding thing is like, I, I go into the gym and, I can just set the scene. I go into the bathroom, I pull all the stuff out of my bag, my headphones on, I get my bottle of water ready to go fill it up. And as soon as I start my music, I'm blank space for two hours. You know, I just love it. It's like an amusement park to me. You know, every single thing I get to do is fun. I I get to do it. I don't want to do it. Like I just get to do it. I love doing it. It's like the absolute just best thing. And I'm like, I'm never going to stop and I only want to be the best version of myself and I want to have the best physique I can physically achieve um, with obvious, with obvious issues. I just still just want to build the best physique I can and stepping on stage at some point in the future scares the absolute ringer out of me. And I know that's what I need to do to go further in my life. So that's why it's an end goal sort of thing now. Yeah, I'm already building my physique. So why wouldn't I just 
you know, go put it to the test. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's similar to what, what got me started. Um, it was the exact same thing, except I was in a relationship with a, a partner at the time who was competing. Um, so just naturally progressed into that, but I completely relate to what you said there about the thrill of it. Um, and, you know, I've st- stepped on stage shit, uh, at least 12 times and I've, I've won, I think eight or nine of them have always placed. So yeah, mate, uh, oh, good wow. luck for that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty lucky in that side. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really show oh, it too much cool. on my TikTok, but I actually am. Yeah, I'm a part-time bodybuilder, but I do it around my football career. So, yeah, right. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, Natty though, ICN. That's where I've always competed, and um, yeah. I've fallen short on my pro card uh, four times now. I've come second on um, pro card shows, which is very frustrating. But anyway, it's not about me, <laughs> mate. We're talking about you. So, look, um, the. Now let's talk obviously logistically. So how much muscle can be put on with the way your health conditions are? Um, so I don't hundred percent know because you would understand how the body works, right? If it has something, it doesn't need, it kind of just gets rid of it. Right. Absolutely. And it yep. won't overgrow where it doesn't really need it either. And if it does, it will take it away pretty quickly. If you don't keep it. You know, it's like if someone gets massively big and then they stop eating as much calories and they stop training as hard, they're just going to shrink. So with me, I just have that perpetually in life. (laughs) If I don't start using something, it's going to go. So, but from there on my arm up, there is near no muscles and no possibility of muscle because there's no nerve connection halfway through the arm. So pretty much that's where I'm limited to to there. And the same spot, pretty much knees... Just above the knees down, same deal. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So everywhere else is fair game somewhat. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you don't really need muscular wrists or, or, or ankles, mate. So for bodybuilding. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's really that's, cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping like my my plan is in the future, I'd love to get some sort of um like kind of shield guards or something made that look like arms over my wrists and stuff and like something for my braces that goes over my calves to make it just like everything look fuller and bigger um just so everything matches if you know what i mean so if i do get to that point obviously um that my body's just like a bit bigger i don't want everything to look like my arms to be like huge and then like my forearms to go down to this tiny point so that's why i kind of want to look at it yeah, I'd be so interested yeah. to see your progress, mate, through all that for sure. Because um, we're sort of yeah. conscious of time. I, I, I was sort of running out a little bit because I've got another client coming through. I do apologize. But um, no, it's right. So, one, now the TikTok side of things, what made you want to broadcast what you're doing? I can probably know the reason as to why, but what made you want to do that and be so public and show the whole journey? Um, so, in the back of my mind, since probably I was about 21, I was always saying to myself, I need to do something to do with motivation, inspiration. And I hadn't done anything too great at that point, but you know, I just felt like that's what I wanted to do. And it never really got to that point enough until like in the recent years um, when I'm like, oh, I kind of am doing something now. Maybe I should, you know, see if I can inspire other people to get into the healthy lifestyle. And so then, you know, everything just kept, pointing to it going just do it just do this and so i started posting on tiktok and thinking all right if i can inspire a couple of people to get into the gym this is going to be great you know this will be a bit of fun and i didn't even do it i didn't show my legs in any of my 
like first three, four months worth of TikToks because I was just petrified. And actually, if we can add to that, I never wore shorts really in my life ever until January this year. Um, I was hidden every time and I would go places and get treated rudely and stuff because I was, I looked relatively normal in, you know, when, and, but then, you know, when I asked to use a lift or something somewhere and they're like, well, what do you need a lift for this sort of thing? And so when I started my TikTok four months in, I was like, no, I'm going to start wearing shorts. I don't care. I can't do another summer in pants. Um, and I went, all right, I'm going to start posting TikToks with my like orthotics showing and stuff. And yeah, it was like a huge comfort zone push, but I started getting such good feedback and people just going, what, if you're doing this, what the hell am I doing? And I was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to do this now. This, um, I know that I'm getting way too many people telling me <laughs> that they are getting motivated. So I'm like, this is going to be my purpose. This is it. This is what I feel it is. That's awesome, man. And like, I think it's important just so you're aware, as I've sort of said, how much it's motivating me, but just be aware of that. Like you're not only motivating people that might be in a similar situation as you or going through, you know, some other kind of physical issues, but people that are completely fine and like things are going well for them. It just, that really peps me up. It's like, well, hang on. He's killing it. He's doing really good for himself. Let's go. I want to keep going. I want to keep doing things. So I think it's just important for you to be aware of that, man. That's awesome. Look, mate, I guess the last little question, and I am going to get you back on next time when, when you get ready for your stepping on stage or even post getting on stage, whatever it is, we're definitely going to get you back on again. But um, if you were to finish, you know, what are, what say three things that you would say is major things that you have applied to your life that you know that if someone else who's struggling or going through things could apply to their lives that would, you know, change their life instantly, what would they be? Um, well, no matter what limitation you have, if it's physical or mental, I mean, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days, but look, at the end of the day, you've got one, one life, absolute one. You're so blessed to even just be here in existence. So why do you want to sit around and let that hold you back? You you just can't like have your bad days. That's cool. But just, just push through. Like it's, I, I don't know how to actually like put it to paper how how i do it i just do it like <laughs> i don't know how to say it um another thing is just 100 percent always be yourself in your life don't ever try and be anyone else don't try and make other people like you in, in a way because you think they'll like you don't do that <laughs> and oh god i don't know it's it's really hard to <laughs> It's really, I, I never really even. Don't stress. Like these are obviously I'm putting you on the, on the spot with some questions that you weren't aware yeah. of, but like uh, the, their answers for me, they're perfect. Those two are really perfect, but it also does summarize what you've said to you in this whole story. Like there hasn't really been too much step thought process. It's just like, let's do it. Like, I've just got to do it. Just There's do no it. other option. Yeah, just, and I, yeah. it's uh, that sort of blase approach. I really do actually really quite like, and there's a question you can see in here, mate, because I'm not sure if we actually, if we did mention the actual name, I can't remember, but is, is there an actual specific name there for the condition? Um, so what they gave me as a child is called axonal neuropathy, which is pretty much just mean up, down nerves, bad. 
but I just had a genetic test done about four weeks ago and it takes four to six weeks to get the test results back for them to actually give me a clinical diagnosis on what it is. And um, that'll be the first time I'll actually know what it's really called. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have to let have to let me know. That'd be um, really interesting to see. And again, man, like, like I said, just thank you so much. That's we've been really, really um, great to have you on here as a guest. Um, I know it's your first time doing a, a quote unquote podcast, so you did it absolutely amazing, mate. Um, I know I'm going to be absolutely sharing all your stuff to all the people that I know, and I know that your message will get spread across to a lot of other people and a lot of other platforms, man. So thank you again, very, very much for your time today. That's all good. I really appreciate you taking me on, dude. All good. I'll um, end the podcast. We'll have a quick bit more of a chat. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for listening to that episode. And we'll uh, speak to you on the next episode. Bye for now.